Welcome to Life and Sound. For first-time visitors, I want to welcome you, bless you. Hope that you have a blessed morning today. Uh, before we start, uh, I'm Lawrence Batangan. I'm one of the leaders here in Life in the Sun. I lead a life group here on Wednesdays, and we meet uh, over there by the annex. You're always welcome to come to our group. And before we start, let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this wonderful morning that, you're, that you have given us victory. Father God, we thank you for all the love and you have poured onto us. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, just come and empower us with your power and all of your love and your glory, Lord God, so, so we can raise, raise up all other disciples to follow you and, and throughout Micronesia and beyond, Lord. We ask you, Holy Spirit, just to come and fill this room, fill our hearts and, with your presence. We thank you, Father, and I pray anointing upon the message to reach out to the hearts of all the hearers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we're continuing on with a series called Life Together, and the title for today's message is called Arise and Do It. Yay! All right, so uh, when I have, a, uh, I have a book, it's called Loving Our Kids on Purpose. It's written by Danny Silk. And there's a story where he was telling her an illustration and what has happened when he was uh, having a parenting seminar, uh, several weeks of parenting seminars that he was doing. And there's one woman who's sitting in the front row. She was having a hard time. He can tell that, uh, and she's hardened, and she got, she's all frustrated. And finally, she rose up, and she yelled right there, Okay, Mr. Know-it-all, I have a 14-year-old girl who fights with me at least five times a day. She fights with her brother and sister whenever she's around them. She's failing all her classes, smoking pot, sleeping with her boyfriend, and sneaking out of the house at night. What are you going to do about that, huh? Then Danny Silk just responded in love and in, in kindness back to her. He says, hmm. tell me about your connection with your daughter. Describe the heart-to-heart -heart relationship or heart-to-heart -heart connection between the two of you. As then she responded, what? Huh? Then he repeated again what, uh, those questions. And then she answered with her head down. She was looking. And she said, we don't, have a, we don't have a connection. We are scared of each other. Then Danny Silk said, this is the biggest problem that you have right now with your girl. This disconnection is the culprit. We need a solution to this problem before we can ever approach the solution to the other problems. So what that woman was actually seeking for in the parenting seminar was ways and tools on how to control her daughter who's always misbehaving. But the real answer was just have more love in the house, in the house and having that heart-to-heart -heart connection. And Danny still gave her those uh, uh, tools and advice on how to build up a relationship and build love in their homes. And after she applied those things, oh, breakthrough in her house, they have a better relationship, they, they actually uh, had, had a close relationship, and there's love. The house was just filled with love. And, and just like God, what He wants with us, He wants to have that heart-to-heart -heart relationship. He wants, to, he wants that close relationship with us. And just like what we want with our children, God wants to have a close heart-to-heart -heart relationship with you. And it's like family. Ideally, we want to have that close relationship, that close heart-to-heart -heart relationship with our children. And when we do, it will be easier for, for them to respond to us when we do have that close heart-to-heart -heart relationship. And do you know, God doesn't like religion. He doesn't like religion because it's routine, it's impersonal. But what God wants 
He wants a personal relationship. It's just like us parents who wants a heart-to-heart connection with our children rather than just having obedience without love. Now, if you're a child, uh, I have a message for you. God loves you. He cares for you. And it's always after your heart. And he wants everything good for you as well. Remember this as we, when, when we read scripture that the Bible says about living at home. And that leads us to our uh, main scripture for today is in Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 4. And it says, Children, obey your parents, because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So I only have one point for us to, 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 to illustrate to you guys today. One point. And one point for us to understand, to know, and we'll be able to do. And that is to have a heart-to-heart relationship with your children. Okay. Everyone say a heart-to-heart relationship. Now, if you don't have any children... You know, you may have younger brother or sister or niece and nephew or cousin or even like someone that you're uh, mentoring or raising up. This message applies to you as well. And because you are meant to change the world. Look to your neighbor and say, you are meant to change the world. Yeah, I love interaction. I'm a teacher, by the way, so I love to hear feedback. All right, so we're going to be looking at, uh, uh, we're going to break down the first verse. And what God, what, has, uh, what God has highlighted to me there. In verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Now the word obey was, be, was being highlighted to me. And it's a command, but yet you have a choice to do it or not. Because without freedom, there's no love. God doesn't want to have a master sla- uh, um, slave-master relationship. He wants us to have a close relationship, like father-son relationship, and to have freedom. Because we, we are free to choose God and love God and follow God. And uh, what I noticed behind this word obey, uh, there, I, I noticed the heart behind it, and the heart behind it is love. It's all about love. And if you see, there's a reward when you obey. And how many times when you hear a, a command... It usually follows with a consequence, a negative consequence in the end, right? If you do this, you'll be grounded. Put your phone away, or else I will take it away. Or clean your room. Uh, If you don't clean your room, you don't get to play your game box or whatever, right? So those things. But but here, if we obey, there's a a reward in the end. So let's look at it. But if you see, there's a reward right there. It says, towards the end, it says, when you obey... Things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. So there's a reward when we obey, and that's a good deal, isn't it not? And you'll have a long life on the earth. Not just a miserable, you won't have, it says not a miserable life, but things will go well with you. Wouldn't you have, wouldn't you want to have a long life that when your life will be going well with you? Amen. In 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And in Luke, Jesus said, The greatest commandment is 
Love. Yes. And in John, Jesus, in John 14, uh, 15, Jesus also said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. When we practice a life of teaching our children to comply and obey through fear of punishment, it makes it easier to misunderstand what Jesus is trying to say when he said, uh, obey my com- uh, if you love me, obey my commandments. Because it's like he, what, what, uh, what we're trying to say, what Jesus is not trying to say is like, if you follow me, or if you don't follow me, I will punish you. That's not what Jesus is trying to say there. When Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments, he was not saying, hey, we're going to trade the Old Testament with the New Testament and forget the Ten Commandments and just figure out what, I, what the commandments are trying to do with, with me. That's not what he's trying to say. He's trying to say is, if you love me, it will show up in the way you treat what I told you is important to me, which is Jesus. I can see how much you value the place on, you value, uh, you value place on protecting my heart based on how you treat what is important to me, Jesus. Now remember what I said in the beginning, God wants a, a relationship. And remember, relationships are important to God. And the first four commandments of the Ten Commandments is about relationship with God. And this, the next six commandments is about relationship with people. And Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments in this statement, love God, love people. And you can't have one without the other. You've got to have both. And let, let me give you an example where there's uh, obedience, but there's no heart-to-heart connection. I'm a teacher. Uh, I teach PE and health at a middle school in Derido. And in my class, all the kids, they're well-behaved. Even though they're called the naughty kids, they're, they're, they're well-behaved. And they do their work. They, they don't mess around. Why? Because they have that fear of punishment from me. All right? And when I'm not there, I get notes from, the, <laughs> my, from my substitute teacher. Oh, this kid standing up all the time, will not listen to instructions, goes in and out of the classroom without permission. I'm like, oh, man. Right? Oh, these kids. So there's, when, there's, there's, when, there, uh, when, when you don't have the heart-to-heart connection, those things will happen. But when there's obedience with love and a heart-to-heart connection, my heart is connected with your heart. Your decisions are designed to protect our relationship no matter if I'm in your presence, if I'm there or not. I actually live in your presence when my heart is connected with your heart. And the deposit I have made inside of your life steers you in my absence. Now, uh, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, I I want to uh, particularly talk to the men. Uh, I know we had a uh, uh, Father's Day last week, and this could be another Father's Day's message for, uh, for us men. But this applies to, this can be applied to all of you who, who are raising kids or even everyone else who, who has someone else that you, you're watching over, raising up and stuff like that. Stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, how many times us men, we, we need to hear a message more than once sometimes, yeah? Right? Like, like uh, when God was talking to Samuel, hey, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. Or, you know, Moses, Moses. Anyway, all right? So uh, this, this message, particularly, I want to talk to the men. Uh, when I was driving home one day, I was listening to Focus on the Family, and James, Do- James Dobson was telling a story about these young juvenile elephants who was destroying property, being disobedient, even killing animals, these young juvenile elephants. 
And the people were wondering, what's going on with these elephants? Why are, being the, why are they being so destructive? And they figured out, oh, there is no male, adult male elephant within the group. So what they did, they shipped over an adult male elephant and introduced him to the group, the group of the juvenile elephants, and they started to behave. And they were no longer destructive. And why is that? Because they needed that adult male figure in their group, discipling them, telling, telling them what to do. And that applies to us as well as, uh, as humans. And I see it in my, in, in my school, in my students, with, with, with my students who doesn't have a father in their home. You see, I, they're the ones that usually in and out of the, the office getting suspended doing, doing those uh, uh, mischievous things. And another illustration I want to uh, share with you is when we were doing the Angel Tree uh, outreach program two, two or three years ago. We were giving Christmas gifts to a family in Dededo. And there's these two boys who's being raised by their grandma. And we wanted to sing, read the Bible, and pray for those, uh, for those boys. But, you know, the grandma was telling them to sit down. They couldn't, the boy wouldn't sit still. He was kept getting up, walking down. Grandma kept saying, sit down, sit down, sit down. Even the sisters that was with us was telling the, the boy to sit down and would not listen to her. They would not listen. Until Van came over to the boy and said, would you please sit down and so that we can sing and pray? And we would love to you to, to sit down, please. And the boy just sat down right there. You see, because the, 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 his father is absent. And just having the adult figure there guiding him, obedience, totally breakthrough. Now, in the Bible, if you see the, there's a pattern in the Bible of who is raising the child, and that is the father. The father is the one who raises the child. It's the man's responsibility to raise up the kids. And this is why the devil is so hard at work trying to destroy us men. Now, if us men get destroyed and leave the home, the home unit has been, been broken. And that's why the devil just wants to destroy us men. So I want to encourage us as men to, to be encouraged by, by, the, uh, uh, by the words I want to lift up to you and let you know that we, as a, uh, as a family, we want to lap arms together to encourage one another to raise our family because it is, it is difficult to try to, to raise, raise a home, to raise a, raise a child. And so uh, in the scripture, there are four applications that, that we can apply in our home to, ra- to have that close heart-to-heart relationship with our children. So men, say heart-to-heart. Say it again, say heart-to-heart. Say heart-to-heart. Okay, there we go, <laughs> heart-to-heart. First service, we kind of sound like dogs. Heart, 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 heart. So, yeah. All right, so a little, little different here in this service. <laughs> but all good, it's all good. Okay, so this is, here are the four things that I saw that we can apply to create that close relationship and heart-to-heart relationship with our children. Okay, we, if we look at verse 4, it says, fathers. There you go, see? The Bible tells the fathers it's your responsibility. Okay? Fathers. Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So the, here are the four things that we can apply to raise our children with a close heart to relationship. The first thing is be an encourager. Encourage them. Encourage your, ki- your kids. They're significant. Let them know that they are important, that they are significant, and they mean so much to you, that you're proud of them. And what other practical things that, that you can do is get involved with their life. Let, uh, the, 
do the things that they like to do rather than the things that you, you like to do, right? If you like to clean, they probably don't like to clean, right? So do things what they like to do and be their number one fan. If they're in sports, go to their games, cheer them on, be the loudest parent, say, hey, that's my boy or that's my girl, you know? If they play instruments, listen to them and cheer them on. And whatever it is, even in their schoolwork, cheer them on. Be their number one fan. Encourage them. Be an encourager. The second thing, nurture. Be a nurturer. You know, of course, we provide them with food, water, a safe place to, to, to live in, to sleep, you know, clothing. Provide those things. Those things are important. But uh, uh, to go deeper, provide, nurture them in the spirit. How do you do that? Pray with them. Pray for them. Read them the Bible. Teach them what the Bible says. Number three says, bring them up with the discipline that comes from the Lord. So discipline. Discipline your child. Now when you discipline your child, do it without crushing their spirit. Do it without crushing their will. And the last thing, number four, instruct. It says there, bring them up with instruction that comes from the Lord. Instruct them. Instruct them with what? God's word. Now, you got to have God's word in you in order for you to instruct them with it. Right? Amen? Now, uh, hear this with a heart that's not trying to condemn you. Okay? I, I was listening to this uh, preacher talk in a men's conference. And he said these statements that was challenging. So I would like to challenge you with these statements. Like, oh, this is good. Challenge me. So I want to challenge you with these statements. Okay? Amen? He was saying, you men, you spend hours in the gym. You spend hours doing your hobbies, but you won't even spend five minutes reading the Bible. You men, you know so much about your sports team. You, you can even say quotes from, uh, uh, from movies, even from songs, but you can't even know five characters or even five scriptures from the Bible. Ooh, I was like, wow, that's pretty challenging. So please, I know it's kind of quiet, right? I, could, I, I know how to make a crowd quiet. <laughs> okay, but say this, I, I say it to challenge you, to motivate you to, to read the Word so that you can read the Word to your children, to, to build them up. Because the, the world is so hard right now, guys. And, and it's a, there's an increase of fatherlessness right now. The, the rate of fatherlessness is so high right now. It's in comparison to fatherlessness in World War I, World War II. Why was World War I, World War II had a high rate of fatherlessness? Because the men were in war. But right now, we're, we're not in war. We don't, we're not in a world war fighting in a battle. But there's a high rate of fatherlessness. Why? Okay, so I want to encourage you, stay uh, to, to, with this. Be encouraged. Stay, uh, know the word. Teach your children. Encourage them. Nurture them. Discipline them. Instruct them. Get the word in you so that you can get the word into to your children as well. You know, I, I, I want to give you a final charge. And uh, uh, when there's this uh, movie called Courageous. Have you seen the, the movie Courageous? Wonderful father movie. And uh, if you haven't seen it, just go rent it out or, you know, put it in Netflix or something, whatever it is. And in the, in the opening scene of the movie, 
It goes, uh, there's this man who drives up to the gas station, Come, gets out of his car to pump gas, but before he wanted to pump gas, he wanted to wash his windows. So he got the squeegee and the sponge, but it was dry. And he went to the other side of the gas station to, to put in the soap to wash it. And as he left his car, his car door was open. A man jumped into the car and sped off. This, this thief took off with his car. And the owner of the car, he ran after the, after the vehicle, jumped onto the, to the driver's side, grabbed the wheel, and was fighting, fighting so hard for his car to get his car so his car would not be stolen from that thief. And he was fighting, he was, he, he, he was putting his life in danger because he was on the road, his body's being dragged, but yet he will not let go. He was fighting so hard to not let his vehicle get stolen. And he was you know, fighting with the, the, the thief. And then finally, they crashed into the side of the road. And the thief got out. He, he escaped. And, and, and if you see that scene, that man, the owner of the car, risking his life, phys, risking physical, uh, uh, physical harm to his body so that his car won't get stolen from. It's like, why? Why would that happen? Why would he do that, man? Why would you risk your life just for a vehicle? But then he opened the back seat of his car. And it reveals why he was fighting so hard and why he would not let go of that wheel. It's because his infant son was strapped in the back seat of his car. That who, that's why he was fighting so hard, so he would not lose his son. Now, uh, now, us men, I want to challenge you and put a charge in you. How hard would you fight for your family? Would you fight that hard? Would you not let go of that wheel so that your son would not be, be harmed? I hope your answer is yes. Yes. Yes? <laughs> okay. Amen. All right. Now, if you were willing to fight so hard for your family, if someone were to come to do them physically harm, and you'll stand up and stand up against that person, good. Now, I want to challenge you with this. How hard would you fight for your child to prevent them from getting addicted to porn, to get addicted from drug abuse, to alcohol, to tobacco use? Would you fight that hard for them? How, about, how hard would you fight for your children to, to, to have the lens of what the Bible says of who they are? Of what the Bible says, what sexuality, who they were supposed to be? You know, I, I'm a teacher. And I went through a training uh, three months ago. And the training was about uh, abstinence. And they want to change our vocabulary in the school. They don't want us to say he or she, him or her. They want it to be like nothing. They even told us to say, do not say this. Do not, you can't say a girl gets a, her period. They said, say it this way. Only individuals with a uterus gets her period. This is in school now. This is in our school system today. This is the training they give us. But I'm going to stand up against that. And I'm still going to say he or she. Okay? Because I know what's right. I know what the Bible says, what, what, who we are, to say who we are. So, so us men, this is why the title is called Arise and Do It. So I want to put that charge into you. Arise, men, and let's go fight for our children so that we can raise them up in the way they should go. And, and this is, uh, leads us to our last scripture. In Ezra 10.4, it says, Arise, for this matter is your responsibility. We also are with you. Be of good courage and do it. Men, 
<laughs> we know it's difficult to, to raise children. Let's lock arms together. Let's sharpen one another to encourage one another as we raise our children because this is our responsibility. We don't want our family to, 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 to crumble. That's what the devil wants, but we will stand up against that. We have the Holy Spirit. We just receive Holy Spirit power in order for us to raise our children in the way they should go. That's what Van has prayed for us. I hope that you receive that. And, and uh, my last comment is for us is, what happens if our children are no longer with us in the home and they're, all, you know, they're, they're on their way? Uh, or if you know, they, they're not following the Lord, what do we do then? This is what you do. You pray. Pray with them. Pray for them. Pray every day. Have your deep cry reach and meet God's deep cry out for your child. And God will give you the breakthrough in your home. Now, we're going to end. Okay? Before we end, I would like to remind you what's our main point. Our main point is to have that heart-to-heart relationship. Say a heart-to-heart relationship. Okay? Remember, it's for us to, to, uh, to encourage, to nurture, discipline, and to instruct. Now, be, uh, before we end, we're going to, we're going to end. We're going to, I would like to pray for each and every one of you. If you have uh, a child who's uh, wayward, who, who's not following the Lord, I'd like to pray for you. And if you're a child whose parents doesn't know the Lord, I'd like to pray for you as well. And if you could uh, just place your hand in your heart and, uh, in, and in your belly, and we'll, we'll pray. Pray a blessing upon you. Father, <clears throat> Father, we thank you. Thank you so much, Lord, for your word that, and for you that you desire to have our relationship with you, a close-to-heart-to-heart relationship with you. And Father, I pray that we will have that close-to-heart-to-heart relationship with our children as well. Do whatever you need to do, Lord God, to to break the walls that the enemy has has built up upon their lives. Father, I pray peace upon their homes right now. Father God, you're you're the God of peace. You're the God that destroys chaos. And if there's any chaos... In their homes right now, Father, I pray your shalom to be upon them right now in the name of Jesus. And deal with the hearts of the moms and the dads to to build up a house where there's love and to build that relationship where there's love and there's connection. Father, I pray that they humble humble themselves and ask for forgiveness in order for them to, 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 to reconnect and reconcile, Father. I pray this blessing, Holy Spirit, just touch each and every person here who desires to have you and have, you, have their, their relationship with their child, with their son and daughter, close with them. In the name of Jesus. Father God, also, mm, Father, uh, uh, for all the children or, or even the parents who doesn't know you, Father, I pray that you draw yourself to them right now. Draw yourself close to them in order for them to draw themselves to you, Lord God. Pray, we pray for their salvation as well. Let them come to you, to know you, and to follow you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Now, if you need more of ministry, we have men and women here anointed with the Spirit who love to pray with you and to, in order for you to receive breakthrough. And we would like to... Uh, uh, also, remember, uh, uh, your f- first-time visitors, we'd like to meet you over there. And uh, if you need more ministry, please come up, and we'd love to pray with you. And we would like to, uh, like to bless you and have a great Sunday and bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm rising up with you. Hey, big boy. <laughs> rising up with you. Rising up with you.
Sensations as you take 